Peace, family. It's your girl, TT, from TT Talks. Not Titty Talks. <laughs> Still giving me a chuckle, man. Still giving me a chuckle. But yo, I'm so happy to be back on the mic to share with you all. We got a fantastic show lined up. I know, I know, I know. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Without a podcast, step two, step two, step two, step two, step two, step two, step two. Uh, that was jamming, right? But it's just got a lot going on. And that's just the reality of it. But as I said, I'm excited to be back behind the mic to give you this great content. This show, there was a little bit of change in perspective. Some folks were actually interviewing me. So you get to know a little bit more uh, about me, about TT, about my ideology. And um, shout out to the brothers, Brother Cooley and Brother Date from South Africa. They interviewed me on their radio show, Umbani Radio, on their Home Away show. Um, I really enjoyed it. They invited me. We had a beautiful Pan-African conversation. And we have two continental brothers. And you got a round-the-way black girl vibe. And you already know it's going to be fire, right? We're connecting. We're connecting. We're connecting. This is what it's all about. And I know you all are going to enjoy this exchange. But before I get into all of that, can we please have a moment of reverence and remembrance for the Queen of Soul, Mother Aretha Franklin. She made her transition to the ancestral realm recently, and I pray that she transitioned well. And I'm confident that she will transition well. How can you not transition well with the funeral of the damn century? I mean, come on. Where do, where do I even begin? How do I even begin? How do you process and try to explain something so fabulous, so sacred, so black, and so damn long? It was a work day and some change. I promise it was. But she had her a fume, not a funeral. And it was just so many things. It was magical, wonderful. Some things were definitely problematic and other things were absolutely horrifying, but I don't even want to focus on that right now because those issues deserve a specific and dedicated conversation that I would love to have on this show. But right now we're going to honor the memory and goodness and positivity of the queen. We're going to honor how her transcendental gift elevated us all. And I appreciate her and I thank her for ensuring that we had the funeral of the damn century. And her funeral, I swear, it's like what those big music festivals tried to reproduce and they can't. Coachella could never give you what Mama Ree's funeral gave you. Always remember that. Um, and I learned so many things about Mother Aretha that I didn't know before. Um, you know, you learn a lot about her activism and, and things like that, but some of the specifics kind of get lost in just the, the general statement that she was an activist. And I read something recently in Jet Magazine, uh, or it was, a, it was, it was a, a quote from Jet Magazine, December 3rd, 1970 issue. And so I'm gonna read this quote right here. My daddy, Detroit's Reverend C.L. Franklin, says, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I respect them, of course, but I'm going to stick to my beliefs. Angela Davis must go free. Black people will be free. I've been locked up for disturbing the peace in Detroit. And I know you got to disturb the peace when you can't get no peace. Jail is hell to be in. I'm going to see her free if there is any justice in our courts. Not because I believe in communism, 
but because she's a black woman and she wants freedom for black people. I have the money. I got it from black people. They've made me financially able to have it, and I want to use it in ways that will help our people. Did y'all hear that? She said, I want to use it in ways that will help our people. And that right there is what it's all about. So salute to the queen. We thank you. We love you. We were proud to witness the funeral of the century. And uh, I want y'all to sit back and relax this home away show with my new brothers on Umbani Radio. Check it out. You're listening to, you're listening to Umbani Radio. Titi, uh, my name is Kuli. I'm from South Africa. And uh, of course, we're Umbani Radio and we have a home away show podcast. And then uh, in another line, too. Uh, my co-host in that day is up in New Hampshire right now. And uh, they just say hey to Titi. And Titi, do you like to be called Titi? Hello, Titi. Peace. What's happening, my man? Y'all good? Yeah, I'm so happy to be on. I appreciate y'all for uh, inviting me. I'm always happy to connect with all of Absolutely. my continental and diaspora family. So I'm just, I'm just really honored. I appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you making the time and also the understanding of... Uh, these technical difficulties that could take place sometimes. So thank you for your patience. I uh, would truly appreciate it. But I think I as Kuli was saying, we want to make, make sure we address you appropriately. Is it TT? Uh, what's the proper name we should be calling you by? You know, I have so many names. You know how <laughs> African people get down. <laughs> I have many names. My mother and yeah. father gave me the name Adrian, so I answered to that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a professor at a university, so sometimes people call me professor. Right. In Nigeria, like they call me Awemimo. In Ghana, they call me Abna. And the children oh, in the community call me Titi, like auntie. <laughs> like auntie, so yeah, that just yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that just stuck. So everybody calls me just Titi casually, and so I go by that too. I answer to all of those names. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are so happy to talk about here. Yeah, we are so happy to have you, man. We we are so happy to have you, Titi. To be honest with you, uh, this is a very uh, great moment for us. Knowing exactly uh, after listening to your podcast, I like I gotta have her on. She's amazing, man. The things that uh, you were talking about, and and let me ask you: the last show that you were doing was that in Ghana? Part of it was in Ghana, and the other part was in DC. I was connecting with a good friend of mine. His name is Diallo Sumbri. But oh. The first part of it was in Ghana. Uh, I was on a, uh, a back to Africa trip, and we went to Ghana, and we brought a go-go band from D.C., and we shot a documentary. It's amazing. Um, oh, it's beautiful. I actually, saw, I actually saw the trailer for the documentary for the first time last night. Shout out to the Adinkra group at their Birthright concert, and it was amazing. I can't wait for this uh for this documentary to come out. Wow. So wow. let's take a step back, if we don't mind, uh, man. I'm gonna call you the professor because sure. uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of us uh, having titles as such as professor. So I'm gonna just let's go with that it. one if that's all right. Yes. Oh, I love absolutely. it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, though, you say um, that when you went to Ghana, it was part of the Back to Africa. Is that what you called it, Back to Africa program? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. I, I like um, that term I because with- I. I Tell me more about that. How did that originate, um, the, the Back to Africa? And then how long is it, uh, yeah. you know, is it the third annual? It's the, this was the inaugural year. Um, the Adinkra Group, they're awesome. They're a cultural resource group out of D.C. Um, 
a, a brother named Diallo Sumbri and, and his team, they wanted to take a go-go band. And go-go, I don't know if you're familiar with go-go, uh, but go-go music out of D.C., that's like the, the, the black soul street music of, um, okay. of, of the District of Columbia. And um, right. they, they, they're, they're a live band and they have, you know, congas, but they call them congos down here, you know, and there's a lot of chanting and rapping and singing and, and reinterpretations of songs. And it's very rhythmic. It's real beautiful. It's live. It's powerful. And he was like, yo, mm-hmm. this music is African music and I want to take it back to Africa. So his vision, Brother Sumbri, was to take this band and take it and have them play like in the slave dungeons. You know what I'm mm. saying? And he did a concert mm. there. And not only did he do a concert there, he filmed it. Um, and he brought, he invited people to come on to the trip just to experience it. Um, oh, so amazing. my last podcast, the first part was the interview with the founder of the Go-Go band that went. Shout out to Backyard Band. They're amazing. Um, and what's that band? Can you band. say it one more time for our listeners just so yes. that you can catch it? What's yes. the name of the band? Yes. yes. Backyard band, D Y B O I baby. Sound like a cool band. And it's a brother named, uh, brother named Big G. Um, He started this band uh, with you know other people over 20 years ago. And you know Big G, he was uh, he was he was he was Slim G on the Wire. Um, Yes, you know. Yes, you know I did. Yes. So he is the founder of Backyard Band. So that's who I interviewed on my last podcast. And oh, um, they went out and did they did that's they right. did three amazing shows in Ghana. So I just happened to go for the ride. I went for the ride and they also did their ancestry through AfricanAncestry.com to yeah, figure out yeah. where they were from in Africa. Um, so that was all revealed and will be shown in the documentary. And I also had my ancestry read, which was wonderful. Shout out to Dr. G. Tell Kay, us more. Was, Tell uh, us more. We gotta oh, know. We gotta oh. know. Where, where oh, exactly man. in Africa you from? We got to know. Oh, yeah. My maternal ancestry is from the Mende people in Sierra Leone. The Mende, uh, you said? Okay. So that was Mende, yes. Oh, nice. Yes. The folks that was on the Amistad. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra Leone. Um, hey, I also, to another line, come from the Yoruba people in Nigeria. Oh, God, how far now? Oh, God, how far? Okay. <laughs> So we got a little bit of Niger and a little bit of Sierra Leone. You know what's crazy, the Professor, and I'm going to say this. And, you know, South Africa, we it, 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 it's always interesting to me when we talk to people who do go back and take the time to see their ancestry. It very rarely comes up that South African blood was in them, which is interesting That's because true. I think we're we so further down. And we always joke amongst ourselves because we're not the biggest, you know, most football size type of dudes or, or, or you know community <laughs> so I always look at it and say you know it makes sense that a lot of folks come from Nigeria and you know they obviously back in those days as they did that dirt they did and, and taking our people and bringing them over here they were looking for the strong ones we like to dance mm-hmm. a lot in South Africa so you know if you got that, that rhythm in you <laughs> you might just have a little bit of that South African in you <laughs> man but, um, you know what it was it was just too far to go that's what it was yeah, it is. It is. You're right. You ain't lying on that one. They, they ran out of gas. It was just too far. It was too far to go. But you know what? If you if you even go before that, the Great Bantu migration came up out of y'all region. So Thank we really you. are kind of from South Africa. The, that that whole Thank Bantu you. migration that the happened. Bantu, and this, yes, is, this predates. Yes. 
So, I so y'all it. my brothers anyway. I'm claiming y'all anyway. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oh, we Thank already claimed you. Claim <laughs> <laughs> we already claimed you. I'm claiming y'all. Uh. I'm claiming. Hey, listen, listen. I fooled around when I was four years old and watched Shaka Zulu on TV, and I was like, yeah, them not. Every anybody from South Africa. Oh man. I love it. You know what? I love it. You know what? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Don't titi. That movie Shaga Zulu kind of um, gave a stereotype to people that you expect all the Zulus to be tall, and that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Everybody. Right now, every, oh, you know, I have to. Because he ain't blessed with the height. <laughs> but this is the thing. But this is the thing. Yeah. That's also maybe our first encounter with it. Because the first time I saw it, I was four years old. I had no concept. On, I had no... Yeah. You know, a, yeah. But as you get older and the more you learn, then you start to realize that it's not a conglomerate. South Africa is made up of many groups of people. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Many absolutely. different types yeah. of languages and many different types of traits. And so that's when you start to learn, oh, it's not a monolith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't let them fool you. Not all Nigeria is tall either. Some of them be short, y'all. We know. <laughs> hey, the one they bring on TV are tall. <laughs> They're usually tall. They're yeah, I know. I know so, it, it is just because they film better, you know. Ah, magic, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. <laughs> that's it. Movie magic. So you bring up something that was a question of mine, and you somewhat answered it, but I'd be more interested to hear a little bit um, of an explanation from your part. Um, I moved here in 1996, uh, and I moved um, mm-hmm. to New Hampshire, out of all places, right, from South Africa to New mm-hmm. Hampshire. And, and you know, yesterday we actually had uh, a festival over here which celebrates um, African and Caribbean diaspora. So it's fantastic. Mm. It's certainly something we didn't have back then. And I bring this up because back then, you know, I was excited to come to America. That's why I love the concept of Back to Africa. I love the movie Coming mm-hmm. to America. I thought I was a prince. <laughs> now, my question is, <laughs> which I'm not a prince, it turns out. But my question uh... is, I struggled when I got here. I thought people would be excited to see me, and I thought people would be excited about mm-hmm. Africa. Yeah. And back in 96, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I was called terms like African booty scratcher and all these things. Mm-hmm. And it was only a mm-hmm. few people like yourself who embraced and loved the culture. So I, mm-hmm. I think you somewhat answered my question. You were introduced to, to the concept just to, about Africa at a young age. But what is it furthermore mm-hmm. that made you fall in love with Africa and just knowing your roots and keeping in touch with it mm-hmm. and also sincerely and not just as a fashion fad right now where everybody's feeling in touch with their roots because they can wear a cool dashiki yeah. or, or listen to yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. How did you come about it and how do we instill the future kids to really have that contact, please? I will, I will. I'm going to table that for just a second and let me just say for your experience, we get bad propaganda about each other on both sides of the water. That's true. Yeah. Bad propaganda. You know, when I yeah. went to, when I, when I go to, because so, I've been to Nigeria probably five or six times. I've been to Ghana. I've been to Uganda. I've been to Rwanda. I've been to several places. And some of the things that they ask me, I'm like, why would you even, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had, I've had mm-hmm. women tell me, you know, all African-American men, they all they do is just go to jail and, you know what I'm saying? This is what they're yeah, telling me. And I'm thinking to myself, yep. this is not true. And then when we when when we're here, a lot of our people, oh, they don't even like us talking about continental Africa. True. They don't even true. like us. You know. So we have bad propaganda on both sides. So my, what I try to do is I try to just erase all of that. You know, and be like, listen, 
this is the real deal. Y'all see me in Africa, I'm moving there excited about connecting with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When I'm here, I'm representing, I'm making sure. So I just wanted to say that first. As far as I me, agree. Absolutely. you know, I grew up, I grew up with parents who made me understand history and mm. You know, you get exposed to a lot of things. And then, of course, you go to college. And, and I went to a historically black college. Shout out to Sam Mew, the illustrious Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University on the highest of seven shout hills. Out. Shout oh, out man, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's my university. You know, yeah. I went to Sam Mew. And so it's a it's a it's a deeply immersed black cultural experience. Hmm. Um, so the classes that I'm taking, the African history, the African humanities classes that I'm taking, um, was a lot more in depth than what I was getting, you know, from my public school education in Central mm-hmm. Florida. You know, I come to this college and now it's like all black everything. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm learning about for you. Mm. Yeah. right. I'm learning about uh, Steve Biko. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning about Patrice Lumumba. Ooh. Yeah, boy. Ooh. yeah, boy. I'm Ooh. learning about all of these historical figures. I'm learning about Thomas Sankara. Ooh. I'm learning about Ooh. all of these Ooh. things. And so that develops, yeah. you know, you want to learn more, you know, yeah. you're learning about yeah. Mama Wangari Matai. Hmm. You're learning Ooh. about all of these warriors that are coming out. And then you're also learning about more in depth about your warriors in your own uh, in, in your, our own African American community, because we have our own canon of warriors. Absolutely, you know? yep. absolutely. On, yep. on this yep. side of the water, you know what I'm saying. Our Harriet Tubman and our, yep. down in the Caribbean, our Bookman and our uh, all of our, you know, Queen Nanny on this side of the water. You know, Beth uh, yeah. We're learning about all of these just- things and. And it's one of those ways, not just limited to, you know, the names that you've mentioned are not the typical names people would look for. They, for most people would look for you say uh-huh. Nelson Mandela, you and Steve Biko, yes. right? And you mentioned other mm-hmm. folks here in the States where they would expect you to say, you know, Ma- uh, Malcolm X or, or Martin Luther King. Yes. And I think that's mm-hmm. where, but uh, going back to what you say first, and Cooley and I always have this conversation and the responsibility lies within the home front first. Because if yeah. your parents, if us as parents, which we're both now parents, uh, if we're not doing that at home, especially in this day and age of social media that can teach and give our kids so much falsified information at a given moment, if you're not doing your role as a parent at home to say, this is your culture, this is where you come from, when you're watching a movie, you could correct some things right there on the spot because that propaganda mm-hmm. is so... It's so strong sometimes, it, it, mm-hmm. and, and and if the parent is mm-hmm. not paying attention, it is easy, so easy to just lose that. So yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that part that it it does begin with the parents, you know, the teaching mm-hmm. at home, and then giving us mm-hmm. the resources, whether it be the proper education um, that aligns mm-hmm. with who we are, where we come from. Uh, that, that that makes it's all sense. about it's all about the education. It's all about the education, and I just I want to do a quick shout out to a really dope sister. My name is Dr. Nzinga Metzger. She's a, she is a beautiful embodiment of our experience. Her father is continental African. You know, he's from Sierra Leone uh, and family members by way of Nigeria. And her mother is an African-American woman. Mm. And so she has these two very powerful experiences. And she has gone and set up a school in Oshogbo, Nigeria, uh, called the Asalaye Academy, where she's teaching traditional children 
the real deal history, what we're talking about right wow. here. The real deal anthropology, the real deal. And so it's, it's people like that who are inspiring to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Who are doing powerful things. You know, seeing uh, there's a whole organization called CB, the, the Council of Independent Black Institutions. Most people don't even know about this, but it's a conglomerate of African-centered schools who are committed to teaching uh, black children real deal stuff and teaching them how to better our communities here and across yep. the water. Yep. And so, cool. you know, there's so much that's happening that people are missing. Yeah. And it doesn't get enough. Um, people don't know about enough. That's one of the reasons why I even started my podcast because I was like, I know some amazing people and people need to know about this. And I had the technology to do it. Let me just hit record and just start bringing people in. Yes. yes. There you go. God give mouth. you a yeah. gift. Why not start sharing yeah. it? Yeah. Right as well. That's that what I'm sense. saying. Yeah. And Titi. Same uh, thing with your brothers, you know? Yeah, thanks so a lot, Titi. Appreciate it. And Titi, just to ask you a quick question, though, because you're talking about all these amazing things that people are here and already starting to do at home. And uh, I know when you were talking uh, on your podcast when you are in Ghana, one of the things that kind of amazed me and it made me think about myself and my own contributions is that uh, you actually uh, kind of edging all the brothers, especially... Uh, who are born here and raised in America to go back in Africa and look for land. And I think you were talking to somebody who actually helped people set mm-hmm. that up and buy like a property and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, if you can just give me, I know it was in your podcast and anybody who is listening right now who want to check out TT, check the TT Talks podcast. It's available on uh, iTunes and it's a beautiful podcast yeah. and uh, Professor here is breaking it down for us. Uh, but just can I uh, just talk a little bit about that because I was listening to that and it was really interesting to me because I think the brother you were talking to too even highlighted that they uh, um, help people to actually uh, invest in, in some sort of property back home. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We're in the process right now. He was able to secure uh, a larger amount of land in Senya um, Moraku. It's, it's in between Accra and the Cape Coast. It's okay. right on the coast, okay. and um, he's he's wanting uh, black folks to to get on board and build there. You know, put a home there. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. get some land, grow some bananas, do something. And he, mm. you can reach out to him um, on the Adinkra group. Adinkra, like Adinkra Ghana symbols. A D is in dog. I N K R A. The Adinkra group. Dot com. Uh, you can go there. That's a tribe, find right? Them on all. Social media, reach out to him and ask him about that. And and yeah. his name is Diallo Sumbri, and 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 they will get back to you and, and send you information um, about it. If you're serious, you can get that popping ASAP. You know, oh. if you kind of want to sit and think about it, uh, every you know every so often he'll do a um, he'll do a, a like an informational, and he do, he does them um, live and in person in Maryland in Mount Rainer, Maryland. But you can also have the option to kind of Skype into the meeting so that you can ask your questions and see the presentation nice. um, that he has. He's working with uh, with engineers and architects. So there's rendering. If you want to build a house, you have options. They're really trying to, you know, make a, a, a nice little community. Mm, mm. So, I love that. Um, that I love that's that. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, man. But we're, uh, we're and, and the thing about it is we, we want to make it modern. We want to make it 
tech savvy. We want to make it sexy. We want to make it fun and fly. And I was fly. hoping you would say the word sexy. I was hoping you say that. Yes. Because I think we, you know, we shy away from that word, but sexy just means beautiful, something that feels so attractive and you, That's you want what to stay committed to it and, and, and reinvest in. And here's the, here's the part that I'm, as I'm listening to us talking about this, right? Most people be quick to say, well, I'm not going to give my money to somebody who's going to go to Africa and they get lost in the crookedness. Because yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. just like any political system, we do have our own issues that still need to yes. be worked out at the top. But here's my biggest problem. Yes. It will be very quick to come together and say, man, there's this new club that just opened. Let's get together and get our $500 together and go pop some mm-hmm. bottles. You'll make that investment, yeah. not knowing where that money is going, but yet you're afraid to make yeah. an investment where, yes, there may be some risk. So, you know, it, it's and I think there's nothing wrong with us learning about there are some risks that are right. associated with any type of investment. It's just what type mm-hmm. of investment that you're looking into and what speaks to you. So that's yeah. beautiful. Um, that they're able to yeah. have something like that and have an informational session too. Yeah. yeah. That's understandable that people feel that way. I understand that. All I got to say about that is don't believe it, just watch. If, if you're skeptical, yeah. we're on yeah. social media. Just watch. Miss yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Adinkra Group, follow us. You know what I'm saying? Asale Academy, Duty on Forte, follow us. If you don't believe it or you're skeptical about what this and that, watch an ad. Open your mouth and ask questions. How is this going to work? Yeah. Can I absolutely. see the paperwork? Where's your le- who, who's your legal representation? You know, ask questions. There's nothing wrong ask with that. Right question. And ask you know, right I'll come. I'll come to Ghana and I'll go check it out. He sent us drone footage of the land. There's actually people living on the land right now that you can have a conversation with, mm-hmm. and ask them about their process. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay if you're skeptical. You're supposed to be skeptical. You shouldn't just jump in with two feet into anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Now, now and one we of the do things. That often too much. Yeah, sorry, that but Go one ahead. of the things that be skeptical, uh, be skeptical, but don't be pessimistic. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. one of the things here, um, Professor, that uh, we always uh, have to worry about is that uh, right now uh, people, and I think I read this somewhere, um, people just look at Africa and it's more like a, a place or where you need to give charity to instead of a place mm-hmm. that is a mm-hmm. potential uh, development for the future and it's got all these great places that yeah. we need to get our hands onto and uh, we can actually mm-hmm. uh, make money out of those places and we can also to benefit our mm-hmm. own people and to benefit us because it belongs to us. That's our land. And that's a situation right now that yeah. I want to ask you about. I know you don't know a lot about the politics of Southern Africa, But there is a situation Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now, and it happened in Zimbabwe before when Robert Mugabe was still in charge. In South Africa right now, um, I think that the political party who's in power right now, the African National Congress, also known as the ANC, uh, has targeted about almost, I mean, a little over 300 farms that need to be uh, seized uh, because we want the land back. Basically, the people want their land back mm. because some of those people inherited mm. the land that they are, they've been plowing and doing all of these crops and stuff for years, and it doesn't belong to them mm-hmm. because it was taken uh, by force from their ancestry. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why we have a big issue with that because it's a big political debate because what happened in Zimbabwe when they did the same thing of which maybe they didn't do it mm-hmm. the same way as these guys are doing. 
they did the same thing and they lost a lot. Uh, the, the economy suffered. A lot of mm-hmm. those farmers moved out of the country. I think they asked for rescue in some uh, foreign countries. Of which that's where the issue is right now in South Africa. What do you think about things like that? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's easy for me to say, yeah, give me my grandfather's land. Um, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. belong to you. But it's also hard for me to do anything on that land without any expertise or knowing how to farm or be mm-hmm. a farmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and on the other mm-hmm. hand, too, you know, we can't just let that go by because it's very important that when we get the chance now that, say, let's turn the tide, build our continent, and there's some people like yourself who are going back to invest in places like that, let's give those people a chance to build Africa for Africans. Uh, what do you say in things like that? I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry about the comprehensive question. I just wanted to give you uh, kind of an understanding what's that about. Yeah, I, I appreciate that too. Um, there's a few things at play here. For one, all of this conversation that we have about what we should do with the land, while we're having these conversations, China is buying up all the land. Mm. China is building a lot of infrastructure. Mm. While we're having these conversations, so we don't have a lot of time. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, we don't have gosh. time. Preach, I'm about to add another one. <laughs> Preacher. You know, Go ahead and preach on, Professor. Yeah, I hey, like it. <laughs> we, we, we don't have time because they're coming in, they're building infrastructure, and they're like trying to... I, I literally just got into a conversation last night with um, a, 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 an acquaintance of mine. I just met him in Ghana, actually, but he's a businessman, and he's trying to start a business in Africa um, selling, like, tea. Um, but mm-hmm. it, but in the midst of doing all of that, mm-hmm. it kind of has expanded into uh, more business-type things. And some of the issues that he's coming up with is China just has the money to build infrastructure, which many places in Africa desperately need. But they're trading, you know, ownership of a lot of industries for this infrastructure. You know, so China be like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to build this road for free or we need to get 25% profit off of this business or this factory or this, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So we need to be a lot more aggressive about how we do it. If you are somebody in South, we need to start using and leveraging social media a lot better because the world is a lot smaller now because there's black mm-hmm. people who do everything in the world. If you are getting your land back and maybe, you know, you haven't had experience farming land our entire historical black college and university system was based on agriculture. Yeah, that's true. So you have my, that's my absolutely school, Florida true. A&M yeah. University. That stands yeah. for agriculture and mechanical. Yeah. You know, North Carolina A&T, agricultural and technical. So we have a whole bunch of agriculturalists in the states. Black, who needs something to we got do? resources. Yeah, we got resources. absolutely. Reach out. We need to reach out to and hit them up. Be like, listen, we haven't had this land for hundreds of years. We get it back. We don't know what to do. So my folks was operating it. They're not there anymore. We need to figure out what to do. And black agriculturists should just be able to hop on board and link up with y'all and learn from the local farmers there. Because climate is different. You need to learn the terrain yes, so that you all yes. can put a plan together on Absolutely. how you're going to you know, work this land out. Because the reality is, Africa has all the resources, but Black America has the capital. 
Yeah. Ah, put those two you know, together yeah. and you got a combination yeah. of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And because of the brain drain that has happened, so many people, they leave Africa to go to school in Germany, to go to school in Amsterdam, to go to school in, you know, Paris and the United States mm-hmm. and in Canada. They have all left out to go to school and they're still there and bringing money back in. And we all know there's been numerous studies. Aid doesn't work for several reasons. As a matter of fact, I just saw a study. I wish I could cite it, um, but it's out there that the amount of money that Africans who have left and live somewhere else, the amount of money that they send back into Africa in remittance with Western Union and MoneyGram Mm. and all of that stuff. The amount of money that they send back in is way more than any aid they've ever received from any agency ever. Wow. So in reality, African yeah. people are their own aid. So think about how many Imagine how many wow. families, you know, where where the, the big breadwinners in the family send money back home all the time. Western Union and MoneyGram is getting everybody money. That's why and that's you, why cryptocurrency is important, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole. We'll have to do a part two segment for that one. We'll have to do a part two segment for that. But that is so true. And and you know we spoke about this a couple of shows ago, um, where it, it is the, the the vision is always all right. We have a family member in in the states. They are making some dollars. We have family back home who have needs. Kids are going back to school, and we don't think ahead. What we do is we just band aid situations, and we send money, and we send money. And over the years, you think how much has been sent, and if that was actually planned accordingly, and and you know, mm-hmm. and we did our research and, and educated ourselves, that money could have truly be, become generational wealth. But instead, it just yeah. became a bill payer. That's exactly. all we did with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It is. Wow. What a dialogue. You know, we need to start having some, some. Uh, we need to start getting our economists on the continent and throughout the diaspora, our economists need to start um, having some more. And, and, and it could be, I just may not be aware of them yet. So this very well could be happening. I don't know. But our economists need to really start um, making this type of information accessible to everyday people. Because we, we need to know these things. We have too many people. You cannot out-procreate black people. No, no matter how hard you try. That you cannot. <laughs> you can try all you want. Yo, you can give us famine. You can give us war. You can give us AIDS. You can give us drugs it's and guns gonna and work. violence. And we're still going to have work. a bunch of children. It's not mm-hmm. going to work. It's not going to mm-hmm. work. So just yeah. in manpower alone, we can generate a lot of capital. We need to start bringing a lot of our skills back home. But I, I also don't judge people for leaving because people want to take care of their families too. So I don't judge people for that. But now that we know better, and now that we have access to like the internet, we can actually leverage it to be able to better uh, service ourselves and our people because we don't have time. Every time I go to Nigeria, I see new sky rises being built with Chinese writing all over it. Yeah, you know? yeah and it happens that all the time. Yeah. I mean, no, so let, let, we have no time. And let, let if, we fool, if we keep fooling around, the whole continent will be speaking Mandarin. We have very no much time. possible. 
And you know what? We would brag about it and say, look at me. I can speak Mandarin very fluently, not realizing yeah. that all we've done is yeah. really adapt to something else, right? We do that right now amongst ourselves, yeah. even in South Africa. We make fun of, like, oh, listen to their English. It's so bad. I'm it's like, so well, bad, listen yeah. to their Zulu. It's so beautiful. And they're picking up another language. Mm-hmm. What about that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. here's, here's my question, and I think it leads to this. And, and this one's a painful one. You know, because I think every culture, no matter, you know, the background, they may struggle with it. But how do you feel about how we support each other? And I mean, truly become happy for each other, to see each other be successful um, as as a Bantu people, right? Ubuntu means mm-hmm. just human, loving each other, being one. How does that have an impact on what we are talking about right now, right? Taking those skill sets back. Because... I think about myself, if I go back to South Africa after 20 years of being in America, the first thing I'm probably thinking about is there are some people out here who are going to be looking at me thinking I think I'm better than everybody, even if I'm simply trying mm-hmm. to empower and educate some other folks. And that becomes a deterrence mm-hmm. to say, you know what, my own people are not even celebrating my success. And then you find people doing other things like some, you know, going to other cultures where you feel like they're supporting you. How instrumental do you think that is towards this vision that we are talking about? Yeah. And what could we do about it? Like, well, how could we shake that hate yeah. off so that not everybody has a PhD yeah. in the wrong direction? You know, I'm going to watch my mouth. I'm going to keep the show. <laughs> but you, but, you, but you, you mess with the people who mess with you. Yeah. That's the beauty of having... The yeah. internet here, because there's going to be people who are doubters or haters or naysayers or who are not really fully on board with the vision. But the beautiful thing is there's going to be a handful of people who do. And you fool mm. with them. And they and, and you have to be okay with the fact that they may not come from your ethnic group and they may not always come from your neighborhood or your even your family. Mm. They may not even come from that. The beautiful thing about what we have now is we can create our own community in person and virtual now to where we can be like okay this is who's supporting what we're doing and you only fool Mm. with them Mm, we don't have time to really address the people Mm. who are not trying to be on board or who are not really understanding the vision this is why the creator gave you the vision not anybody else so sometimes you may be the only one who understands it it's for you Mm. so it's you know you you know utilize it the best way you can i have a great community of people some of the people live in my city some of the people are in my family. Some of the people don't even live in the same continent that I do, but they support me. I have people in Ghana right now calling me like, yo, what an HCC talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> people, I, I just got off the phone with a brother of mine in Uganda. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And he, you know, he hit me up and he was like, yo, man, I got everybody listening to TT talks. And you know, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful. And Beautiful. So, this is the, this is, this is the community that I have created. We have to get past the fact of nobody in nobody in my community or city or village or whatever, nobody's really riding with me. Well, forget about them. And focus on the people those who do. It don't, even, mm. it don't even mean that you got to step on their neck or you got to talk negative about them. You just don't pay no more mind and do mm-hmm. your thing. Mm. Just do yeah. your thing. You know, it's so beautiful. Whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's in fashion and business yeah. and finance, whatever it is that you're doing, because I support everybody. Like even the shoes I make, a brother in Abiyakuta and Ogun State made them for me. You know what I'm saying? The uh, clothes wow. I wear, you know what I'm saying? Stuff in my mm. house. 
stuff, you know, lotion I put on my body, my homegirl makes. The soap, my homegirl makes. You know what I'm saying? Look at that. Stuff I put on my hair, my mother makes. That's how, and that's how we just have to do it. You, you mess with who mess with you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, everybody else is irrelevant. Professor, uh, just to wrap up things over here, I wanted to also uh, uh, send an invite on your side because everything we've been talking about, Titi, it's so beautiful. And people like you, you want them to be around our kids, our community, because that's basically what we need. And lucky enough with technology, we can always recommend a podcast. But we can always ask to see you in person too, right? Sure. Hey, so we have an sure, event. Sure, I'll show up anywhere. Uh, we, can, we have a heritage event uh, in the 22nd of September. The, uh, next month is going to be in Fort Washington up in New York City, which is a park. And it starts around about noon. It finishes uh, around about uh, 8 p.m. or something like that. I'm just extending my... Uh, I'm just extending the invitation the there. Absolutely. Yeah. I will, if I need to write a long email... And send a card that will. Uh, it depends how the send professor wanted. It. It <laughs> uh, absolutely, send no, it. I will. I don't have my schedule. I don't have my yeah, schedule on hand with me right now, so I can't yeah. see. But I will do my very best to come out. I love New York. I got people in New York, so you know, I'll be excited to come out if I'm able to come. But if 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 my schedule is free, I will come. Oh, thank oh, you so much. We really do we appreciate that. that. We, we thank and you so much, yeah. professor. It, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, and, and may you continue to be blessed as you do what you do. May, may the folks that you speak to in your podcast continue to reach those that um, that truly uh, need it and embrace it and are able to move it forward. And we appreciate you taking the time on this Sunday with us. Uh, it always inspires us. I appreciate us all of that. Take the time. I received yeah. it. Thank you. And thank you, brothers, for what you do. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for even listening to my my content, and I appreciate it. I'm on Apple iMusic, you know, TT yeah. Talks. I'm on Google Play Music. I'm on SoundCloud, TT Talks Podcast. So, um, you know, and, and y'all support these brothers. Please, if, if any of my listeners are on, please, brothers, tell them your information so they can follow what y'all are doing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, we'll absolutely. send it to your side. Uh, and uh, we are Umbani, U-M-B-A-N-I radio podcast. We'll send it to your side, to Titi, so that you can be able to listen to the order with the little clip. And I really appreciate uh, uh, this opportunity today, like Ntate said. And I can't wait to see you in New York because I think there I can have a sit down with visuals. That will be beautiful. Oh, man, I hope that I'm able to, to pull it off. It sounds amazing. Thank you and so much. And if not, there's going to be plenty of time. This, this ain't the end. So thank you so much, Sister, for your time. Enjoy the rest of your week. You do the same. Y'all take care and be blessed. Okay, all right. Thank you, Titi. And that was Titi with Titi Talks. Really appreciate having a... Family, thank you for rocking with me for another episode of TT Talks. I appreciate it. I know it was a little bit long today, but I know y'all enjoyed the ride. Shout out to my new brothers from South Africa, from Umbani Radio, Home Away Show, brothers Cooley and Undate. I appreciate you for reaching out. And we definitely got a link again. And shout out to the Adinko Group, loving everything that you're doing in Ghana. Thank you for what you're doing. Y'all hop on over to the Adinko Group on IG check them out check out on uh ebony magazine check them out on ig they've been rolling with the adinka group uh for the last several days in ghana and they have some amazing content out there also make sure that you're following me 
TT. You can follow me all over social media on Facebook, TT Talks. You can find me on Instagram uh, at TT Talks, T I T I Talks. You can find me on Twitter, Miss TT Talks. You can find me in the emails, Miss TT Talks at gmail.com. And uh, I'd love to hear from all of you. Thanks again for listening. Peace.